Hello and welcome to the Adoption Podcast. My name is Fayaz Khan and my husband is Robert Helia. Normally, we have our children Darcy and Ellie with us and they talk about their aspects of the adoption. But over the next two podcasts, we're going to be talking a little bit more in depth about what it was like when the girls moved home and we thought that that might bring up some bad memories for them and we didn't really want them to have any negative effects so we have decided that they're not going to be part of the next two podcasts but don't worry Darcy's done the music um and Ellie helped a bit so they're kind of in the podcast right now we're just going to talk about when the girls first moved home and how that was for us because we had to start a routine for them we had to teach them really basic things like washing their hands and this was pre-covid so you know it wasn't something that was taught to them before they came home also we had to create an environment of boundaries but also love which was quite tough especially when they first moved home and you know it felt like they were someone else's kids which at that point i guess they were so we'll talk a bit more in depth about that it's quite tough to listen to if you're a new adopter yeah i hope it doesn't put you off it's it's not supposed to it's just supposed to be very realistic so yeah here's my chat with robert i hope it's helpful and enlightening and encourages you to adopt because once you do you have the most loveliest sweetest souls in your life and you can help really make a positive difference in theirs you're listening to the adoption podcast when the girls first came home one of the things that we did was establish a routine they did not have one in their previous homes foster homes or otherwise and there was no discipline whatsoever um which meant that they had no boundaries of any sort and it meant that they didn't feel very secure because children do need boundaries um and so even though they're constantly pushing against those boundaries they do want them and they do need them and it's part of therapeutic parenting to establish those boundaries and it was very very difficult putting a routine in for our girls wasn't it um i suppose it must have been i mean it's a bit of a blur well, start, I mean the the first the first few days and weeks of them being at home. It was three I, years. I, I, so I, I, I struggle. I struggle now to pick out things that were. It's only when I look back at pictures that I can remember, you know, events and places. But the day to day at the start just seems so. And they didn't sleep well, did they? Oh my god! So it was like having two newborn children. I mean, they were constantly awake. Mm. In the night, so the tiredness kicks in really quick, and um, so the, and there's certainly no let up, is there, during the course of the during the course of the day? And of course, the training tells you to be lots of therapeutic parenting and calm activities, and that you know that kind of you know calmness yeah, is yeah. important, isn't it? But they're mad, they're, they're wild. so hyper. I mean, we might describe, they're feral. <laughs> we might describe them, well, they're not now. Oh, no, no. So we might describe them now as being crazy. Well, that's okay. But crazy isn't the same as no. wild. 
I mean, they were And so they were just used crazy. to doing whatever it was that they wanted to do. Yeah. With no problems. Well, almost unless there had to be an ambulance called, actually. I mean, that sort of seemed to be mm. the time anything mm. stopped, wasn't it? Is when one of them was injured enough that they required hospital treatment. Yeah. But otherwise, they would just do whatever it is that they wanted to do. Yeah. So it was certainly quite hard to... I mean, even, even a... Even a film wouldn't really sustain. No. You might get half an hour. Yeah. If you wanted that. If there was food involved as well, they might they might sit. And bath times actually were quite good as well. They liked having a two hour bath. Like having two hour baths, yeah. Which were But we it, was it, kind of mayhem, wasn't it? It well. was mayhem. You but had to least, play the least, entire time. At least time. it meant they were in one yeah, you know, they were in one place weren't they <laughs> you loved you loved that when they were in the bath because you would just sit on the toilet and throw like that's plastic balls into do, yeah. a hoop for well, them the whole wanted, time that's all they wanted to do but you had to find a way of just calming it down for your own sanity didn't you because it wasn't as if you were going to get any when they were asleep because they were waking, waking up, every, up every hour or two hours well i mean we had to start a routine and like there were very basic things that even though they'd been with their foster carers for about a year and a half they still didn't do like wash their hands after the toilet um or before they ate any food or even like if they went outside and then came back into the house they didn't wash their hands these are things that you know i just find basic for me so that was a difficult thing for me i mean after the toilet was very important thing and so even though you're not supposed to do the whole sticker chart thing i still did one um but we did it in a very as much therapeutic parenting as we could even if they if they said oh well i thought about washing my hands and i'd still give them a sticker but like oh well done for thinking about washing your hands that's great so it wasn't a, a you know a reprimand chart and they still got the stickers on the chart even if they didn't do the thing they were supposed to do it was it was just about constant praise but it was also because they didn't have anything they had nothing they didn't have any toys that most kids had they they didn't have it i mean i can't even like they had nothing no lego they had nothing so they came home with um a bunch of plastic fruit and a plastic kitchen there were some soft toys weren't there but and there were a couple of soft yeah, toys and that was it. They had nothing. So, you know, the, the other reason for the chart was, one, to get them to wash their hands and to say please and thank you because they never said please and thank you for anything. They had zero etiquette, manners, anything. And there were other things. I can't remember what else was on that chart. Not fighting, wasn't it? Not, not fighting, fighting, oh my other, God. Not shouting. I think I think it was actually as simple as not hitting. Yeah. I mean, um, they, they. I mean, it was. It wasn't. You know, it wasn't. I've. I've learned my times table. Was it? It was basic. No. It was basic behavior. But even using being able to use a knife and fork, that was on the chart because they would just eat everything with their hands, noodles, whatever. You know, I think if if they, I mean, soup, they would just sort of drink it out of the cup, which you know, I'm not against. I don't know. It was just there was just a lot of stuff that they needed to learn at the start, and. Um, I, I couldn't think of another way of doing it other than using the chart. But it was also um, a chart to constantly praise them. It was a way of constantly praising them. So every night we'd count their stickers and we told them that anyone who has more than 10 stickers is a winner. So they would always have like 20 or 30 stickers. And again, that was another way of getting them to count. They didn't even know like the numbers one, two, three. They knew one and two. But that was it. They didn't know three, four, five, six. It was linked to a present, wasn't it, as well? So Everything, say, yeah. if you get to Saturday and you've got that many stickers, then we'll go and get a 
whatever. Dot, 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 whatever yeah. it might be. Get a Lego set or get yeah. a watch or get something. And they would ask, they'd say, can I have some sunglasses? So whatever they wanted, they would get it. Um, and so they quite liked it as well. And they always got the present. So even though it's not, you know, technically therapeutic, it was still quite important um, for, for just simple things. And also, I think it was a lovely way to end the night for us all because it was a way for them to see their achievements. Um, the, the fighting thing was really difficult because it wasn't like normal fighting where they do, which they do now, which is they're just constantly, you know, screaming each other's faces or getting each other's way. It was like, like actual, it was crazy. It was like they would pull each other's hair out and bite and scratch and it, it was just insane full-on like dog fighting just isn't it it's just battling for scarce resources isn't it that's yeah. how you that's how you got what it is that you wanted or needed was by being the roughest and toughest mm. which unfortunately was darcy for the most oh my gosh she was crazy that kid for the most part yeah but um yeah then ellie started fighting back and she's still fighting back now <laughs> she's mm. probably the strong one uh, which is nice, actually, in some ways. But um, the, I remember when they first came home, one of the things that I put in place was that they could have however much fruit that they wanted. And I remember buying a bunch of, like, 14 bananas and a whole bunch of oranges. I think there were, like, 10 oranges there. And, I mean, I went, I went on an overload. There were about 16 apples. It was just a massive fruit bowl, just piled to the top full of fruit and um I said to the girls you know I was cooking something and I said you know if you're feeling hungry just have as much fruit as you want however much fruit because they were eating a lot of snacks through the day and they weren't actually eating as much at their meals or they were eating their meals and then vomiting because they had stuffed themselves or had diarrhea because again they had stuffed themselves so it was I thought well maybe the fruit would help them because they, they had been regressing they, they thought they weren't going to get any food so I thought the fruit would help them anyway as I was cooking I kept thinking they're quite quiet you know and I looked at the fruit basket all the bananas were gone there were only about four apples left and about eight oranges and the lounge was just full of peels and debris from their carnage not not apples because they used to eat the apples whole including this the, the stalks and the yeah. seeds and everything. If, if there was food, it would it would go. It would be eaten, wouldn't it? It was as simple as that. Yeah, so we had to then put in place, like, look, you can't... You, you're only allowed one banana a day. You're only allowed one apple a day. So one of each thing. And, I mean, it seems... I mean, they had severe diarrhea after that, by the way. <laughs> Sorry about the graphicness of that. But we had to put that in place. And even now they because they trust me they go well have i eaten enough food can you feel my belly and usually they have because if you touch their belly it feels like you know there's a rock under there because they just they they eat more than we do still to this day they, they certainly can if they want to yeah that's the yeah they would they 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 like eating they like food don't they, they? do but it's um, also a subconscious I mean, need that, it's lucky that they're fit and healthy otherwise mm. they'd be huge it would be but it's not just because they like food they do like food and they are very appreciative of um different 
tastes and stuff and that's quite a nice thing for kids to have but they also it's a subconscious need mm. to constantly feed themselves just in case there isn't going to be any um and i know darcy and ellie still to this day go oh i can't eat my cheesecake or whatever can i leave it for tomorrow can i have it at breakfast because just making sure that you know no one's gonna take it um though i have been trying to say well it doesn't matter you know if, if someone does eat that cheesecake now there's still more you can always have more it's not a problem and then always make sure that there's more of everything so that they never feel like they're starving um so that was one of the things but i remember the other thing was that we had to do exactly the same thing every night so what we started doing, which we actually more or less do still to yeah, this day. Yeah, that hasn't changed, does it? No, That's so we started the routine, which was they would have bath time, which was usually like an hour and a half. And either Robert or I would be in there playing with them, um, which just involved, you know, having a plastic ball. They had a hoop and then you just throw it into the hoop. That was what we did for hours with them sometimes uh and that was bath time so and then both of them wash their hair every single day and then i dry their hair with a hair dryer but that was only to get the hair dryer sound going so that you know the white noise was on um so i'd have it on a really low heat and and quite far away from the hair but it was just for the hair dryer sound and ellie constantly pushed back on this she hated it she hated me doing that she could not stand it and now it's so bizarre because she loves me doing her hair but i would say for the first six seven months it was serious every night there was serious drama and i'd have to like sing to her or stroke her hair or stroke her shoulder or something um and then we would do massages i would do foot massages and hand massages and then I'd let them give us massages they wanted because Ellie has become really good at giving hand massages, hasn't she? So she mm -hmm. wanted to do it as well. So she'd give us hand massages. And um, so we do that. And sometimes we do head massages as well, just, you know, while I was um, doing their hair. All of these were like relaxing techniques. Then we'd tell them a story and we'd lie in their beds while we we're telling the story. They'd lie next to us. And then in the crook of our arm and we'd just swap beds every night so one night robert will be with darcy and then the next night i would be with darcy and just swap over every night so that they didn't because initially i think we were getting very comfortable with one kid and we were getting used to that one kid mm. weren't we um and we thought oh no we can't do this because that's not helpful for them so even though actually it was helping us with the bonding we thought well what's helpful for them is that they know that they have two parents and daddy wasn't and he wasn't that keen on you me was she it wasn't it didn't display in antagonism but she just didn't really have any interest in no and she spending said spending time with me or she said that the other day though didn't she she was very um astutely remarked well how could i have loved daddy when i first met him because i didn't have a dad so i didn't really know what it was like having a dad i didn't really know my birth dad i just had a mum, so all i knew about was mums, and i didn't really like men very much which I thought was quite interesting because she's not really, she doesn't really care about, she doesn't analyse life in that way. So it was nice to hear that from her. But um, yeah, so we used to do that. And actually we still do that bedtime routine now. We used to stay in bed with them for about an hour until they sort of fell asleep and then we'd probably wake up half an hour later anyway on a rotation basis. You know, it'd be Darcy first or I put her to bed. And after 20 minutes of her going to sleep, Ellie would wake up and then I'd put her to bed and then Darcy would wake up and Robert would put her to bed and then Ellie would wake up and Robert would put her to bed and then we'd swap again and it was just continuous until 
five o'clock oh, in the morning. To, I mean, really, they wanted you. They wanted you in the bed, didn't they? Yeah. I think that was the only kind of guaranteed way to actually get them off to sleep, was they wanted you to be next to you. And Ellie kind of, Ellie, she wrapped herself around you, didn't she? She would lie on top of you, and, and she'd listen to your heart, and yeah, and legs around you, like yeah. gripping on, yeah. And that would be her way of, of going to sleep. Of course, I mean, it's very difficult to leave because. She will wake up as soon as you you move. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, we did that, and we kind of still do that now, except they come into our bedroom, um, they swap sides every night, and then we just talk and we talk about our grateful things, and um, we. What else do we do? We just play games sometimes, like you know. We just yeah. I mean, with this one to talk about their day. Chat, don't they? Yeah, it's nothing real, is it? It's just being. It's just a bit of silliness. Yeah, so it's an hour of downtime every single night that we do with them. And that's, I don't think, is ever going to go. We call it beds. And I just don't think that's ever going to go because that's something that they love doing. Yeah, well, we say, don't we, to them when they're married, they'll be yeah. <laughs> leaving their families and coming, coming home. over at six just to have... Just to do beds, and they can't imagine not having it. They can't imagine it. Uh, sometimes Ellie or Darcy would say, "Well, I'll bring my husband over. He can lie over here." And <laughs> I mean, she's she's the kid who says she's never going to get married, but then says, "Well, I'll bring my husband over for beds <laughs> when I grow up." I mean, yeah. So I think we the routine, which initially I would say for about six or seven months, they both didn't seem to be taking to we just stuck at it and after six or seven months they finally started to sleep i think ellie started to feel safer darcy to this day will wake up if you walk into her room she's such a light sleeper you just tread and she hears the tiniest creak and she gets up and goes hi guys what's going on and would actually if you said well i'm going for a drive want to go she'd say yeah and she'd get in the car and probably go with you because i think she's so such a light sleeper whereas ellie um, I think because emotionally she was younger, just sort of attached to us better in the long term and could probably sleep through a volcano. Thanks for listening to our podcast. It's been wonderful reliving those memories, even though some of them are quite painful. But thank you so much for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at The Adoption Podcast.